Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. This is Jackie Cation, your host. Uh... You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com, AllThingsComedy.com, slash TheDorkForest, TheDorkForest.BandCamp.com. I could go on for days, you guys. Good times are being had. Uh, but you can listen to the show on iTunes, of course. You probably have downloaded it from iTunes. On DorkForest.com, you can always listen to the phone bonus, which is Andy and I chitter-chatting back and forth about the episode. Just a short two- to four-minute kind of thing. And there's always a teaser clip on the YouTube page of Dork Forest Teasers if you want to kind of browse to see what other episodes are available. This episode, let's talk about the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen, and he uh, will sing his lyrics to the Mexican Hat Dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com both have a donation button. If you like to donate to things, I like to accept donations. So there you go. If you like the show, throw us some money. If you don't have any money, you're, there's a million other ways to support the show. Uh, very cheap to just tell people about the show. You could tweet at me at JackieCation.com and go, hey, I like the show. You can email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com and go, hey, I like the show. That's supportive. You can buy things. You can get a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt. You can get a Dork Forest t-shirt designed by Brett Gilbert over in, uh, not Brett Gilbert, Brett Chambers. Mm. You can get a Dork Forest t-shirt. Um, you can also uh, get any of my stand-up stuff. You can get uh, CDs or DVDs. Hard copies. All of the CDs are available on iTunes and Amazon. Also free streaming probably on Spotify, for sure on Pandora. And my DVD, you can only get the hard copy at JackieCation.com, but you can get a live streaming download for 10 bucks at ComedyFilmNerds.com on their download page, which there's links all over JackieCation. Other than that, there is Bandcamp has all of the premium episodes of The Dork Forest, which there are probably 10 of, and they're live episodes that cost me a little bit of money to produce, so I pass that non-savings on to you at two bucks a pop. And you can listen to those, but there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes that are for free, and I don't know, allthingscomedy.com is the umbrella podcast. Scheduling-wise, I'm in Los Angeles this week for the next couple of weeks, and then I'm doing Fort Worth, Texas. So feel free to check my stand-up schedule on JackieCation.com. I have another podcast on the Nerdist Network where I just talk about stand-up with Lori Kilmartin called The Jackie and Lori Show. So that's all the information you need, probably too much. So let's get into the show. It's time to dork out. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm in my living room here in... uh Van Nuys. I'm in Van Nuys. No one can find my house anymore. Ronnie Karam, oh welcome to my house. <laughs> they changed the Google map. They've done something. You Those were in maps. a different yeah. Was it easier in the past? Mm-hmm. Because my life is totally screwed in the future. Well, uh, clearly in the document I need to put the zip code is what I clearly need to do now. <laughs> because I because everyone you're the yesterday I did one and they oh, were like, I, I'm on a different street that's with your name. Uh, yeah, I was on the street. I was in a thing. I was like, should I start knocking? Maybe it's just the wrong but <laughs> 
I mean, I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's not really that, shocking. That isn't that isn't ideal. Hey, do you know Jackie Cash? <laughs> do you know Jackie? Do you know I what? almost asked those uh, garbage guys. I'll tell you something. I did get recognized the other day in Pasadena by an open micer who oh, uh, really waiting for an elevator, and I was talking to my husband. We're gonna go see a movie, and uh, <laughs> the kid goes, "Are you Jackie Cation? And I said, "I am Jackie Cation. <laughs> and he was like, "I'm an open micer, and I listen to your podcast." And I was like, well, that's very sweet. Awesome. Because you recognize my voice. Anyway, right. That's awesome. Yeah, you do have a very distinctive voice. I'm never recognized really from stuff. It's very rare, but it always happens at the perfect time. It's like when I'm out with my mom, like randomly, you you know, somewhere good where it matters. Because my mom's like, oh, what? Were you raised here? I was raised in El Paso, Texas. I've been out here uh, for about 12 years. El Paso. That's El Paso. It. It's mm-hmm. right across the border from the Terribles. Oh, yes. That's Our Hollywood grandma. Hills, like you go around this, you go around the uh, Rio Grande, the freeway kind of goes around this mountain. Yep. And you see the hills, but our Hollywood Hills are, you know, the cardboard boxes of what is and stuff and the burning tires. And it's just crazyville. It's like something out of District 9, the movie. <laughs> well, uh, most of El Paso looks better than that, but yes. El Paso was a crazy place to grow. I mean, 80% Hispanic. It was an amazing place to grow up. I learned how to fight, how are to you, cook. How can to... you speak Spanish? Poquito. Poquito? See, okay. I know are, really are ignorant your, are Spanish. Are your people Spanish? Are, no, are my you people are from, Lebanese. You have Lebanese ancestry? Lebanese and white trash. I love a fatouche. Who doesn't love a fatouche? <laughs> a white trash, you're going to fit in everywhere. That's all going to work out for you. Yeah, exactly. I've got a bit of all. And, you know, Middle Eastern food, we all really come together on that. I mean, the Middle yeah. East is at war all the time, but we enjoy the same food. We all claim, like, the rolled grape leaves. I'm, and the- I'm making uh, I'm making pilaf right now. So yes. uh, it's uh, because I was told I could eat rice again. So uh, my excitement is obviously not weightable. <laughs> okay, so it's at Ronnie Karam, so R-O-N-N-I-E-K-A-R-A-M, at Ronnie Karam. You have a podcast called Watch What Crappens, and watchwhatcrappens.com, is, it's on iTunes and all that stuff. And then you have you curate a, another website. I do. I run a website called Trash Talk TV, and we basically recap? write really rude, snarky <laughs> recaps of shows. It's like sitting around in college, just kind of bitching about people's haircuts. It is. I'm 40 years old. I've been doing that for about, well, Trash Talk TV has been around a few, but I was at a website called TV Gasm before that. TV, did you, I, the only one I did was TV Without Pity. It's similar to that. Day. Yeah. And, and then they sold it to NBC and it turned into lameness. <laughs> yeah. And They're like, don't like, be mean to people on TV. Be, right. We <laughs> own that, that network. And you're like, okay, I, and I still do need a recap. Like I don't want to watch Outlander, but I'll read the recap of it. Tell me about Outlander because I watched the first one and I was like, oh good. It's all this lady. It's just this lady making out in two different time periods with handsome people, right? And why would I not want to watch that That's except for that it needed but... actually to be more than that? <laughs> is that all it is? Cause yes. I made it through the first and I was like, I don't know if uh... anything else happens. I need someone to get slapped. You know what? I wish it was, it, <laughs> uh, what I needed was, I think it not to start out in 1945. I wanted it to start out here and send her back to Scotland or just go back to 1945. Why, why start in 1945 and go back again? I don't this know. is an author who has clearly, uh, mm-hmm. feels like she was born out of time twice. Uh, not just once, but twice. And I, it's a double sy- period. I am sympathetic, but not supportive, clearly. <laughs> You're one period short of an ellipsis, <laughs> Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Karam, you know too much about Bravo television, you said. And I don't know anything more about I There was the TV show where the gay people told me to dress well. And then I think there's a top show. <gasps> oh, my chef. God. You're really reaching. Yeah, that's all I've got. Yes, that's when Bravo changed from, um, like, 
kind of an A and E. Well, A and E's changed now too, but they Arts used to be like, let's watch an opera together. Yes, you know? bravo. Yes, <laughs> brava. And then some queen started working there and was like, let's just you know have people yell at each other. <laughs> Actually, the Queer Eye was the first their first big breakout thing, which yeah. was a crazy show too. That that was the one I was thinking of, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy or something yes. like that, right? Where they take some doof for gay guys to give you terrible advice, or or better than what you were looking at. You know, sometimes the 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 food guy on that they had one every every gay was assigned a, a specialty. You know, <laughs> right? Everyone had a had a pattern. Yes, one was Ted. He was the the chef, the little oh. guy with glasses. Okay, you know? oh, that's right. Well, wait, and, is it, doesn't he work on Food Network all over the he's place? He's on now? Chopped, and okay. I swear to you, he still looks as bored as he ever did. I mean, he was just like, oh, oh hello, I'm going to show you how to make a dinner. I guess you know, here, what do you have in your kitchen? Do you not know that the knife goes on the right? It'll be fine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But he was making foie gras for people making, you know, $30,000 a year. And they're like, we want to show it, have a dinner party and show off my husband's new tie. Because that's all they would do. They would right. like shave the guy, shave his back, oh, put right, on a right. tie, get him a haircut. That's you know? it. Yeah. Well, with with men, it is a lot easier to kind of just tighten him up. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm I'm a little bit like that too. You could you could just put me in a rock tumbler and it would help a lot. But uh, it's fine. And, uh, but so, but the queer eye for the street guy was the only one that I watched. And then there was isn't Top Chef? Isn't Top that? Chef. Yeah. Well, they were they had Project Runway first. That was their next big. Oh, which I never. I'm not crafty, so I didn't know. Did you watch Project Runway? I'm very easily swayed, <laughs> and so I'm not very crafty either. But now I am. Like I have glue guns and. All oh. different kinds of scissors. I make all sorts of shit, and it started you with Project different Runway. Different scissors. Do you have different sizes? I do. Scissors. I right. have like paper scissors, cardboard scissors. Nice. I use scissors on every. I have kitchen scissors. I'll cut some meat with some scissors. <laughs> I, I love a scissor. I okay. Well, so so that is, and you got and you got that addicted. Who was on Project Runway again? Um, that's Tim Gunn. Oh, oh don't bore Nina. What a catastrophe. <laughs> this is a khaki challenge, not a catastrophe challenge. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> and Nina and Michael Kors, and they were just, you know, they would sit there and be bitchy. They'd be like, all right, you can make a ball gown out of toilet paper and gum, okay. and you have 20 minutes. Oh, so it, was course, the, it was the chopped of... Yes. It was the chopped of clothing. Oh my god, you're like talking to a teenager who saw chopped first and now you think everything's based on chopped. <laughs> Is everything based on chopped? You know that chopped no. ripped off everything else. I, yep, I, chopped I, came first. I have the food network. <laughs> I've only seen chopped like a dozen times too because I get really tense. I want to, I want to I wanna just fast forward. I just feel bad for them. Who like, wants to eat that shit? They're like, right. make this out of cat poop, fingernails and, you know, right. so, yarn. Okay, so Project Runway did the first thing where they were like, here's things that you you wouldn't make a thing out of make a thing out of it, right? And sometimes they usually it's cloth. Okay. <laughs> usually it's fabric. They'll say, "Okay, you have a hundred dollars in the in the what's oh my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the store that it used to be." And they would go to the store, and there's the segment of running around looking for bolts, bolts oh, right. of fabric, and then they'd go back. But they have like twenty minutes to make something, so of course it always looks like crap. So right, it's funny listening to all these snotty people try and say good things. You know? Right, right. They're like, well, oh, there's a did lot with of scotch. potential. Mm-hmm. And scotch tape has so much. Oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> weird because whenever, when you just said that they ran around looking for bolts, I was like, well, they have to do that in, um, Top Chef or, or in one of those other. So that's, yeah, so they Top stole Chef everything was, from Project Yeah, Runway. so Top who Chef. Made, who was the one who made it? Was it t- Tim Gunn? Uh, who created the show? Yeah. Uh, no, um, the company Magical Elves does a bunch of reality shows and, and they, they, were the, they hit it big with Project Runaway and then they made Top Chef after. Ah. And then a few years ago, premise. Lifetime bought 
project runway okay. and they turned it into like a hour and a half, two hour long show. And it's, I can't watch it anymore. I don't have time for that. Right. Two hours of what? Of, of people actually mm, getting like stuff losers or? crying because now everybody's done it and you don't necessarily <laughs> get famous the same way. Oh, right. So now they'll just be like, can you use a staple gun? You're cast. Like oh. this guy's a crazy gay person and he can staple things. So let's and put him on a, a show. That's enough. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, when you said Michael Kors was on Project Runway, I was like, oh, I bought pants by him. He makes pants, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure does. And Kors I, is an outlet queen too. Like you can always find that stuff in, 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 a, in, in, a, in the malls. Mm-hmm. And I always go and I always think there's going to be pants, but it's always purses. Uh, well, that's good. That's his, cause he makes bags too, right? He's <laughs> yeah. a bag guy. He makes it. It's all about branding, okay? It's all about branding. If we're going to talk lot. about Bravo today, you have to learn that, 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 that word, term, the branding. The branding. Well, I know it because I'm a comic and of course I should be branded. Oh yeah, what's your brand, huh? What's huh? It, huh? I what's think your it's brand? a dork brand. I think it's a dork forest <laughs> brand. Uh, Ronnie Karam, so, so they're, they're the ground floor. That's the ground floor of everything. Those were, those were actually the best of them too, the reality shows, the Bravo ones. Yeah, I think so. Real kind Housewives of, really hit a big, um, is that magical? Hit it big. Too? No, that, oh, there are a bunch God. of different ones. That's good. That's good. Cause, Cause I, they're in so many cities, you know, because the, the housewives don't have to run and find something. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, not love, not anything. They clap their hands and somebody brings them. <laughs> they have different, they have different segments that they have to do every season. Like one, someone goes and gets their badge waxed. Oh. You know, there's always that. Did you hear about anal bleaching? Did you know that? I have people, heard of anal bleaching recently. It's, I don't think it's as new as I think it is, but, but people are, uh, whitening up their butthole. Yeah. Uh, just cause they want to make it pretty for whoever's back there. Yeah. Uh, I think you've already closed, that's a, that's an old joke, but uh, I think everyone's done it, but it, you've closed the deal if someone's looking at your butthole, right? <laughs> like they're in, they're on board. I don't know how, how someone, I mean, I suppose someone could lose an erection while looking at a butthole. <laughs> I but, guess. I mean, they're pretty gross, I guess. And, you know, I've learned of them from, um, this, this is so gross. I'm so sorry, but I learned of them <laughs> no just worries. from good old porn, you know, and I oh, started wondering, it, yeah. why are there all these little white butts? Oh, right, right. And I asked, you know, you just ask a gay, <laughs> which I should know, but I didn't. Are you a gay? Oh, yes, but okay. I'm a very boring gay. <laughs> I might as well not even be gay. Like, I talk gay. I'm bitchy like a gay, but I don't care about clothes. I mean, this. But do you make out with fellas? Occasionally, I'm too bored when, to even make offered, out anymore. When, 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 when interested? Yeah. Would that be your, your, your person to make out with of choice? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. They're just kidding. Yeah, I'm checking. not by at all. I don't know anything about it. Even sexlessly, I'm, I'm still gay. <laughs> You're still, <laughs> I'm, even sexlessly. <laughs> yes, even, even with a sexless lifestyle, yes, I'm still pretty gay. Fair enough, fair con. You just That's can't wash it off. It's a, well, you know, sometimes, and then you're, you, you, you've been rubber stamped and you're like, fuck you. Yes, there's, but there is something to being born with it. I mean, my tongue is too big for my mouth or something, like gay accent. Oh, you know Guy, what Bran- I mean? Guy Branham does a bit about that. And he, he does? Yeah, he can't figure out why, but, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a comedy goldmine because <laughs> it, it is, it crosses all regions. Yes. It crosses, um, different, like it's not, it's not geographic at all. It, it's real. yeah, it's a gay accent that you get. I mean, in my case, my from, tongue is you're from Texas. huge. Yeah. You're from Texas. Guy Branham has a little bit of the, the gay accent, as he calls it, <laughs> you call it. And he's from uh, Northern California. So it's yeah. very weird. Yeah, you so, can usually tell a gay. I have no gaydar. Um, and also, we live in Los Angeles where everybody's straight, but they all suck penises. Don't, I mean, let's right. be honest. Is that now? Uh, I do. Uh, but uh, that doesn't make me gay. And uh, <laughs> though I did have one producer say one time, when are you just going to be uh, lesbian, Jackie? Because you would get so much more work. 
I had a producer really? say that to me, and I was like... Lesbians are in. They're killing them on every show, Jackie. <laughs> on, right. I don't know that that actually gets people work. I think you're under the illusion that you... I don't know... I don't know why she said that. Well, they do dumb. love hot hot model women playing lesbians. Well, I, mean, I they think... They get that, work. I think that that's just 45-year-old guys sitting in a, in a writer's room going, do you think we could make the two girls kiss? Let's make two girls kiss. <laughs> Let's just do it. Just, just sweaty forty-five-year-old writer dudes. Just going. I bet you, if we said that they had to kiss their actors, they would. Yeah. And then we'd get to see him kiss. Yes, so I met a guy are... who works for um, a famous gay porn company. Okay. And he's the creative, the creative <laughs> director. His name is Ryan. He's a comic too, um, but he's the creative force behind Randy Blue. And he tells stories, and they are just hilarious. He's like, girl. If that, if anybody gives me attitude, they're on the bottom. And he starts like, oh my god, because that is such Wait a, a minute, huge industry now. Weird. That's using your powers not for that. You know what? For that, evil. That's what comic. You know, bookers do that. They're like, I'm going to make him go first. I'm going to make him go first. He'll take the bullet. And yes, yeah, uh, so that's your your all's version of bottoming. That's the, our version of bottoming. Except for that, I suppose if you're you, I don't know, and because when. <laughs> Okay, whatever. What about the nipple clamps? <laughs> what about what about googly eyes on the nipples? Whoever wants to, my eyes are down here. I wrote that joke. That I'm sure that joke has been written seven thousand times. But here's what I want to know. So Project Runway sort of initiates it in in the way of because before that there was what because Bravo does Real Housewives as well. Yes. Okay. There's a new one coming out, right? In Beverly Hills again, or? Well, Beverly Hills just finished up their sixth. Okay. Their There's sixth a woman year. I went to high school with who's in the new season. Who? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember her name, but it's, uh, <laughs> she went to South Milwaukee High School in Wisconsin. Oh, that's Catherine. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Tell me all about Catherine. How, do you know anything about her? Did well, you she watch was the on show? this last season. Oh, was she? And okay. she's the only one who kind of, you know, has that. That accent going on. It's really not that oh, thick. Oh, cripes. But does I think she have her. kind of a Midwestern accent? A little bit. She tried to lose it, but like she'll get it on <laughs> words, you know, some she, words. She married a lot of NBA guys. Is yes. that her? Okay. Yeah, she could coach a team. She Actually, likes- she's only on her second, but she likes young, hot football players. Who doesn't? Football or basketball? Young, hot, rich football players. Well, I suppose I can't blame that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, she came on because they tried to do some weird crossover thing this year on Beverly Hills with OJ people because that OJ thing came out, oh. but that wasn't NBC owned. So I don't know why. What they were thinking. I don't of. know what they were doing, but they have Faye Resnick as one of the minor characters. She's a friend of somebody and she comes on and causes trouble. And then this Catherine was married to Marcus Allen, who was involved in the OJ case. He used to be one of OJ's best friends. Oh, okay. And so they were like, okay, well, this lady's, you know, a rich idiot who is has a connection Kathleen to OJ. French? No. No. Her Oj- name is Catherine. Is that you a, know, I, I'm I, so embarrassed that I don't even know her last name. Well, it's an Catherine. outrage. You're ruined. Socially. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's one of the creators. Uh, that must um, be a that must be a previous season or something. Uh, no, it's just the creators of the show. They're listening, not the cast. She's she's oh, one weird. of the cast members. Okay. Oh, that's I looked up the wrong thing. Um. Yeah, I'll put Real Housewives Catherine. Oh, I just love the internets. That's my new toy. I my my it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Look at the case. Close the case real quick, and you can see. It looks leather like, little book. It looks like I'm carrying a book instead of <laughs> one of the monsters who looks at their phone all the time. It turns out I'm a monster. Looks I'm reading. Book. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'm not being rude. I'm like into literature right now. That's my tiny Bible. Catherine Edwards is her name. Catherine Edwards. Born and raised in Wisconsin with her brother and dot dot dot. 
And dot, dot, dot. Okay, good. Well, Catherine Edwards. Uh, so, yeah, she came on for the OJ Rockets. thing. And then, South Milwaukee <laughs> Yeah, Rockets. there you go. And, uh, she came on for the OJ stuff, but then they pushed her into this big fight with Faye, and they were like, don't you know Faye? Don't you know Faye? She wrote something about you in her book. But then Catherine's, like, really stupid, and so she never <laughs> read the book. <laughs> so she was like, oh, Faye, what, why'd you say I met you? I've never met you. She's like, uh, I didn't say that. I don't you know where you read. heard that. Yeah. It's like, what well, it was in your book? Did you read the book? No. Like, you can't even read the book. You know, you're about to fight with this bitch at a party. You can't go on Kindle and read the paragraph about you. You, I Stupid. bet you if you, I bet you if you paid yourself on Google alert, it would have even come up. That's crazy, Bill. That is, uh, that sounds exactly like if I had been forced into a fight with somebody where someone was like, cause I always forget that people don't like me. Like if someone doesn't like me, I always forget, and I'm I'm always like, "Hey, how's it going, Sue?" And then they get to be mean to me again, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's right, that woman doesn't like me." I get to remember every day, every, no, every six months, and then some people I forget that they don't like me because I've forgotten them entirely, oh. and I and I reintroduce myself, and then they have another reason not to like me, which is that I've fucking forgotten them. Entirely. You know, I just in my mind, I just pretend people. Like me, I mean, just move on with my day. Well, that's, I, yeah, I, I don't, if mm-hmm. you don't like me, I guess I'm, I, I don't have any room for, I mean, I have enough problem liking myself for God's sake. Oh, I hate every, my own guts. Right. Like I have a committee meeting constantly going mm-hmm. on in my own brain box. I don't need to include you in it. Yeah. My inner mind is like, you fat idiot. <laughs> like everything. Don't, don't even say I've, that. Loud. I've been, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm anti, but for so long I fought it. And was yeah. like trying, I have every, I just cleared almost 50 self-help books off my Kindle. Like I even went into Amazon to erase them from the back end so I couldn't see them because I thought if I die, someone's going to open this and see how fucking crazy I am. <laughs> like this is, And I actually read them all. And then I realized well, good. I can't change myself. I mean, I can change little things and right, be right. better, but the stuff journey like continues. Just, progress, yeah, not perfection, Ronnie mm-hmm. Karam. Progress, not Amen, perfection. Amen, sister. Yes, yeah, so not on there. So, yeah, exactly. You just plug it along. Mm-hmm. Try, you know what? I think globally, but try to act locally. Like, I'm just there me you and go. you. Just me and you. That's I all that matters. I really, can't really, uh, I'm not going to be able to fix everything right now. <laughs> no. So just going to be making sure. I can't sure fix anything. You, you, got a, you got a nice cup of coffee and it's all working out. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. all I need. Yeah, that's I can I need. literally fix nothing. But I used to sit here thinking, I can't even fix my sink. What a loser. Like, that's what I would be thinking right and now. And what is... And to get back to Bravo, because mm. speaking like, of self hatred, let's talk about self, Bravo some let's more. Let's talk about Bravo and the <laughs> fact that there is something addictive about watching people in a tizzy, and that's yes. what Bravo is. Bravo is entirely people just kind of wandering around like a chicken without their head cut off. Right? It has become that. Um, the what first Housewives yep. shows weren't that; they were. Oh, hey, how you doing? Like, there's a Midwestern chick who lives in Orange County. Yeah. And I watched it kind of on accident because I have a TV site. So people were just loving these housewife shows. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm above it. I will not even watch it, you know. <laughs> um, but there was a marathon on one day. I was, like, sitting around. Oh, and then you're in. Nothing happened. Like, the first season of Orange County, literally nothing happens. She's like, oh, I get car washes every day. That's what you do in Orange County. You wash your car. <laughs> and somehow, it's fascinating. Just watching idiots do nothing is really well, good. Remember that TV show, this is also a thousand years old, where um the guy with the accent would go through famous people's houses? Robin Leach. <laughs> Welcome to the lifestyles of the rich and famous. I'm Robin Leach. Jesus, Ronnie, you're killing my ears. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't hear me that loudly. 
Sorry. It's a, no, no, but I love that like you break life. into the accents. That's the funniest. That's got to be the funnest part. Well, that's the most fun part of what we do. We just make fun of the shows. Right, right, because you're just sitting in the background. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, Robin Leach used to go look at what famous people, how they lived, but we didn't get to meet them. A and hot so- tub in the kitchen. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> right. And then I think so Real Housewives must have been the next step. Yeah, it was one of those where they were like, look how rich people live. But these people in Orange County, you know. They have a couple of legit loaded ones, but most of them really aren't rich. I mean, well, it's weird. I just did a show in Malibu and all of the comics who went before me were like, you guys are the 1%. You guys are the 1%. And I got up and I was like, no, you guys are the 5%. You're doing fine. But yeah. uh, no, the, the 1% don't go to comedy clubs. We're brought to them on the backs of elephants. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, there's no, there's no reason for the 1% to go anywhere. <laughs> we're brought to them. They're carried off into the distance. <laughs> I'll believe that they're the 1% when they get cell towers in their neighborhood that work. Okay. <laughs> you can't tell me you're worth a billion dollars, but you can't use your cell phone in your house. I'm not buying it. Oh, that's weird. Do they not work in Malibu? They don't work in the hills. They don't work in the Malibu hills. Oh, interesting. It's All crazy. Right. It's like they, they Maybe think they're, they're so rich, the but they can't even talk on their damn phone, you that's know? That's it. That's like it's all hardwired, or maybe they have a special. They, maybe there's a special code that you got to use. Oh, maybe a special maybe, rich people T-Mobile yeah, code. Yeah, the T-Mobile code. Let me tell you the password: oligarchy, all one word, lowercase. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> Actually, I love that we made the rich, the rich one T-Mobile. It's like the poor people. <laughs> they all have go phones. Yeah, yeah, they all have burners. Verizon, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So. So where, so where is it now? What is on Bravo now? That's, that's great. Well, Beverly Hills just finished. And just to give you an example of how stupid these shows have gotten, yes, the please. entire thing, this woman, Yolanda Foster, had the chronic Lyme disease. Oh, cause she was always tired, which okay. we were talking about earlier. She sure. had this. People get tired, man. Yeah. I know. I'm always tired. It's got to be gluten. I unfortunately have little Caesars <laughs> in my blood, not Lyme disease, but she kind of had it, but she's, Kind of a compulsive liar and an idiot. Wait, you can't kind so, of have Lyme disease. You have to have been bitten by a tick, right? Well, that's Lyme disease, but then they have chronic Lyme, which now is like this umbrella for all these other diseases. Like, uh, basically rich white ladies are like, I'm tired and no one can tell me why. I've already taken Adderall. And they're like, oh, chronic Lyme. Okay, now we can give you all these treatments. So she flies all over the world. You see her in like big metal containers, like being frozen, you know, which turns out to be for fat removal. Oh my God, that's hilarious. But so that was their storyline. And then one, everybody knows she's Wait, faking. Wait, can they freeze fat off now? Yeah, they freeze it off, but well, only that- a little at a time. Well, that really probably makes sense because if they froze off all of the fat. It's weird how it happens because they freeze it. I mean, I just know from these shows. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I've never done it. But <laughs> right. <laughs> We're just walking around, you guys. Anyway, so how does it I have completely it... room temperature fat for anyone who can't see me. But <laughs> Room temperature fat. If I named the shows, that would be what I would call it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, but yeah, that's what they, they freeze it. And then supposedly it melts and then goes into your bloodstream or something. I'm not sure how that works, but I don't know how people aren't just dying of heart attacks. Like, right, right. It melts and goes into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And then your blood has to deal with it? Yeah. I'm sure your blood is like an, 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 an assistant going, are you shitting me? Is there, so, why is there <laughs> 9,000 piles of work right now? I had it yep. in my, oh, I don't want to lose weight that way. Yes. I was, th- you know, whenever there's a new thing. I'm always like, well, maybe this will be it. Maybe this will be the one. Mm-hmm. And uh, But again, I'm always like liposuction. I was like, well, what do they do with it? It turns out they throw it into the ocean. Did oh, you know really? that? 
that there's yeah they there was there's so some study where there was like uh 10,000 pounds of fat got dumped into the the bay or the ocean oh my or something God. And like well someone please leave the whales alone please leave the fish They've got enough problems. They've got. I a feel giant... like that's better than most of the shit that, that we put in the ocean. Oh my isn't god, it? that plastic, that island of plastic. Yes, oh. the island of plastic are those little things, those rings that hold the cokes together. Right, or whatever. that we cut, and it still doesn't matter because they all get tangled up anyway. <laughs> yes. and, then, and then fish have to. We feel oh like good god. people for cutting a damn coke. Right, I don't know. Ring. I don't know how to fix. If I had a gajillion dollars, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. I want to set up like an oil rig, kind of like one of those oil rig things, right next to it, and then hire people to work twenty four hours a day for two weeks on, and then two weeks off, and then spend my entire fortune just pulling that thing out of the ocean. What thing? The rings? But, yeah, the all that. You know how there's like that seven miles of oh, plastic, the plastic island, the plastic island in the Pacific <laughs> yeah. Ocean. I don't know. It just seems like a but better use of money. It? That's the thing. Like just bury uh, it under land? Valencia. I mean, uh, recycle it. I don't know. There's probably some that food shit you can't in recycle. It. I think there's plastic there, isn't there? Can't you get? Dude, I don't even know what they're making shit out of anymore. Like, I, I don't even know what these chemicals are that we're putting all over ourselves. but everybody is dying of cancer. Have you noticed that? Is I that in your friend that. circle too? Yeah, my friend circle. But that's also turning 40. Well, it, is next, it? Is that next, what it is? Because I'm 50 and, uh, uh the, uh, people are dropping like fucking flies. And cancer. you're like, cancer and everything. Just, you're just like, oh, are people dying now? Like, I went to my chiropractor oh. yesterday and, uh, there's a very irritating uh, nutrition guy who mm-hmm. uh, is always trying to sell me nutrition. As stuff. they are. Uh, and I walked in and I was like, hey, where's Chatty Magoo? <laughs> and uh, he died two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, no. who's an asshat? Uh, Cation, Jackie Cation. <laughs> and, uh, so I had to. So Chatty Magoo died? Chatty Magoo passed away. Gary. Oh, my God. And you see, that proves nutrition does nothing. <laughs> Vitamins doesn't do it. It's what I've it. always suspected. It's, it's all a lie. It's all a lie. So knock yourselves out. Get yourself a little bit of ice cream. and get some, <laughs> You know what? I forgot to put out the dark chocolate. I have uh, some dark chocolate. Oh, I'm so glad cashews. you didn't. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that pills are bullshit. The, um, vitamins and stuff. It's a huge industry. No one can tell what's even in these things. I'm still mad at Dr. Oz about, cause I'm the same as you, like with diet pills. I'm like, yeah. maybe this is it. And my mother <laughs> is you- always <laughs> telling me like, well, I heard of a new thing, Ronnie. <laughs> Dr. Oz swears by it. I'm like, Dr. Oz is a lie, okay? Dr. Dr. Oz, I think, is a giant charlatan, isn't he? He's just such a liar. And I think he just won an Emmy for best. I was like, F in Hollywood. He should should get an Emmy for most popular, for sure. But uh, for any (laughs) sort of best anything, nothing. He sold me raspberry ketone pills. I believed in those. What are those? They're little things that come in raspberries, I guess. A ketone from a raspberry. I don't know what the fuck. It's like a little pill. and then juice and and they've squoze it into a pill? It's like little pink pills and you take them and supposedly they make you They give you the joy of raspberries? Well, you get raspberry burp. But that's it. Like when you burp, you kind of taste taste raspberry. Okay. (laughs) That's not enough. Delicious burping. For for $18 for a bottle of vitamins (laughs) or whatever the hell it is. It's a... Yeah, there's... um, I remember I was watching two weeks notice, uh, the, the dialogue, the, uh, director's commentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, it was. That's uh, so cute. I can writer. imagine you just curled up here like, you know what? I'm watching the director's comment. That's uh, it. It is one of my favorite movies in the world. Which of one is movies. that? That's the one with, uh, Sandra Bullock and Hugh Jack, not uh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh, um, Grant. Hugh Grant. And oh, written and directed. I must have seen that. The same guy who did the Hugh Grant music and lyrics. 
It's the same guy who wrote and directed that. Oh, did Two I see weeks that? Notice. Who is who is a, who is that about? Music that, and lyrics. That was with Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant. And then the oh, last one was with Sarah love Jessica all those Parker people, but re- and recently, Hugh Grant. Recently, the romantic movies just infuriate me because they're all the same thing. It's like they fall in love with someone, and then <laughs> then there's the twist. Wait a if, minute, you just noticed that? I'm I'm dumb. Like seriously, <laughs> I, when I go to blockbusters, I'm like, wait a second, I think wait, I saw this blockbuster. <laughs> and uh, so, speaking of, remember blockbuster? When I get my VHS uh, tapes out, and I say to myself, <laughs> "Where is my buns of steel tape?" Uh, I know that it's there. I but... still have eight minute abs. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry for interrupting you. I want to know about two weeks oh, notice. No. no, that's but two weeks, but. They were just, um, there was a crack. It was Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock were, did the voice. It's one of the greatest director's commentaries I've ever mm-hmm. heard, quite honestly, because it's the three of them. And at one, like one of the initial scenes is Hugh Grant speaking supposedly at some sort of event. And I think it was the director or Sandra Bullock says, Hey, do we want to, um, point out how many women Hugh Grant slept with here or hit on? <laughs> what do we want to do here? And, uh, and then Hugh Grant's like, I'm right here. <laughs> and uh, and then, but later he makes fun of uh, Sandra Bullock having an on-set acupuncturist, and what? Yeah, and he, she said, you know that would have that would carry more weight if you didn't go to them. All, every time I tried to go to them, you were there. You were always <laughs> using them, <laughs> using their skills, their mad mad skills. So I mean, that's the the greatest thing about Los Angeles is is that we do make up jobs and the jobs we make up oh, are yeah. mostly about encouraging the rest of us self care <laughs> it's just encouraging us well you're working so it's so hard it's just so hard to be you uh, yeah exactly we need to freeze your fat and massage you and walk your dog i and- mean freezing the fat i don't even know what anybody looks like anymore cuz we've had so many faces i mean well i haven't I still no. got the original, but tell, I'm telling you, it's only because I'm poor. I would have like five faces by now. Would you get plastic surgery if you had the money? Sir? I think it looks terrible on men. I don't think that there has been a man who's ri- – well, maybe a couple. Robert Downey Jr. seems to have a good one. Like yeah. he has these wrinkly ears. If you look at his ears in close-up, you can count the rings of the wrinkles. So I'm oh, guessing he has – Is that how old he is? Yeah, on Housewives, I count the rings of the necks because they can do the face, but they can't do the necks really. They haven't figured that out. So you can sometimes with the Housewives count the necks because they're skinless and then they have like stronger lines on their neck. So I treat them like trees. Yeah, yeah. And I like try and count them like how old they are. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But Robert Downey Jr. has some on his ears. He had four on his ears. I don't know what that means. I haven't come up with a formula yet. But he's supposed to have four children. It's it's (laughs) like palm rating. Uh, So the weird thing is, is did you see the new Captain America Civil War yet? No. There's a scene in the beginning where it's a it's a hologram simulation. It's it's a new tech that he's trying to sell or Mm -hmm. whatever, and it has a hologram of Robert Downey Jr. as an 18 year old. And so it is spooky looking, but it just looks like a really good video game. It's like doing Red a line Red. off the, the little hologram is like doing lines with, with hookers. Like, <laughs> whoa, wait, let's not go back that far. Come on. Right, right. Back. Well, I mean, if it would have been realistic and it, he does make a joke about that, which is funny. But, uh, the, the crazy thing is, is like I, the Bravo thing, it does seem to be a lot about, you know, it's navel gazing, right? I mean, it's a lot of looking into like, what are the shows that are currently on Bravo? Um, besides Housewives? Yeah, or? besides Housewives. is And, and then Chuck. Well, the Housewives... Okay, so Bravo's doing this weird thing because they can't figure out how to replicate Housewives. But it's the only thing people really watch a lot of. Okay. And Housewives starts out because, yeah, they're rich and you just want to see their lives. But 
it moves into things that you get more into because there's an alcoholic sister or people end up killing themselves or, you know, there's shit that really happens. And yeah, so you end up horrible. having to kind of relate it. And then people go online and fight each other because they're, they're taking everything Megan so personally. Jen. Yes. Okay. They'll be like, well, my sister's an alcoholic and I don't appreciate how she dealt, you know, so oh, wow. they all take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to replicate it, but the other like rich shows don't really work. Now what's what kind are of the working, other rich shows? Like what shows? Uh, is Chopped still to do. on Bravo? No, Chopped is um, Food, Food Network. Network. Okay, and then uh, Top Chef is still on, Top but Chef Top is- Chef is a working class show. I mean, those are poor people. Chefs are poor. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that's kind of fascinating. Class. Oh, it's a great show. Yeah, that's Be- a good one because they do they do um they actually. I mean, you learn how to. They're actually talented. They're actually like, wow. talented, and they give them like weird, like whenever I see reality shows, you're like, "Well, give them a task that is in their genre or in their their wheelhouse, but out of their wheelhouse, right?" Yeah. So you're like, "Well, you work a lot with fish. Please dissect this lamb, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever." I mean, they they try to take them out of their comfort zone, right? And you're like, "Oh, you only deal with. You're a personal chef. You have to do this wedding." Yes. Yeah, that kind of thing. And they never do that with other reality shows. That's what I really liked about Top Chef. Yeah, they've tried. And that's the formula for Project Runway. So Top Chef was a a one-off of that. And then Bravo's tried to do a bunch of them since then. They had one called Platinum... Platinum hit or platinum? Yeah, oh, I think it was platinum oh, hit. Right. They did like a music one, and it was like Top Chef, but with music writers, songwriters, oh, and models. Did they do one with models? They did one with models. It was I forgot America's what it was top called. Model was that? No, one? that one's still that's crazy. Tyra Banks. She's that's in like a hundred countries still. It's like bring me your young idiot teenagers and let me ruin their lives. <laughs> let, um, let me see what their calves look like. But they did have Let's one like that. It was like I don't know Tyson Beckford trying to make a model out of. I don't know. I can't, wa- I can't with the model shows. <laughs> Congratulations on being pretty. Bye. <laughs> right. I'm never going to fit into the clothes you sell on me in the first place. Right. Get out of here with your Please read a facial. Book. Read yeah. a book. That's from, te- that's from the tick. Um, so read a book, read a book. And so, so what, what are, so I'm, I keep interrupting oh, what um, you, poor people what you shows. like. No, because I, uh, I'm an ADD person. So I never remember what I was talking and about. And I weed off all, almost immediately. So I <laughs> feel like, la la la, malls. What do you think of malls? <laughs> so working class shows. So now they have one called Below Deck that's about people who work on a boat, on yachts. Oh. And they're like the poor people on, you know, they're like the waiters and stuff who work on the yachts. Oh, interesting. And then they have Vanderpump Rules. Which is a spinoff of Lisa Vanderpump. They spun off one of her shows because she owns restaurants. She's from Beverly Hills. Okay. And And she has these restaurants and it's all about the waiters and stuff in the restaurants fighting and boning and being uh, disgusting. Okay. Oh, so it's essentially just a little soap opera about a realistic soap opera about about people who work in restaurants. Yes. In Cal, in Los Angeles. Which makes it very specific. Like that's very different from the Applebee's in El Paso that I first worked at. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, the thing is, you don't want to have sex with any of us. Right. Right. It's just like the bus boy has a crush on the, on the lady who seats people. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, you're never going to get her. She's out of your league, bro. Yeah. And it's, it's too bad, but (laughs) that's this, but they all get each other. Like whatever, STDs one test positive for they've all got because they all have sex and they all still have to work at the restaurant which is hilarious because over the years they become I mean once you're on TV they become famous in that weird way yeah but they're famous but they still don't make that much money because if they make too much money they won't come to work so right well and how long has that one been on 
That one has had, I think, four seasons. So four years of watching these people wait on people. Is mm-hmm. there any good snarky, like, against the, 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 the patrons? No, they really don't show them waiting tables all that much. They'll be in the restaurant and they'll be like, okay, you know, chubby girl, hold this, hold this tray of salt and peppers during this scene. And this okay. poor girl has to just stand there holding this thing while they're talking about whatever. But oh, okay. they so don't do a lot with the customers. Good. That is unfortunate because have you done, you've done food service? Oh, yeah. My whole oh, life. Yes. So I was recently at, at the Hugo's on Riverside. I think I might okay, have, yeah. I wonder if I've told this story already. Well, Rangers, hear it again. Here we go. Cause, uh, you know who hasn't heard it? Ronnie Karam, mm. at Ronnie Karam with a K. And, uh, who has, uh, uh, trashtalktv.com and watch what crappens on iTunes. <laughs> I love your little <laughs> reminders. That's awesome. Well, people like to know. And, but my fa- you know, the thing is, is I have so much, I never, I couldn't wait tables. I wasn't, I, I wasn't good. I lived in Provincetown, Massachusetts for three summers. Oh, sweet. And if I was going to be gay, that's where it was going to happen. You guys. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was going to be a huge reveal. But that's but, more of like a gay guy place, right? Yeah, there. But I think it's. I don't. I haven't been there in twenty years. But uh, I worked at a footlong hot dog stand where the dick <laughs> jokes were. They wrote themselves. But uh, when I first moved there, when I first went there, because a friend of mine, her parents owned a house in Truro, so mm-hmm. we all bought a car for fifty dollars in Madison, Wisconsin, and drove across. And then we all lived in like a two bedroom apartment stacked like cordwood because uh-huh. we were twenty. Yeah. And um. And then so I worked at. But I tried to, I, I told them that I knew how to wait tables at this Portuguese restaurant on, <laughs> on Main Street, Front yeah. Street. Um, and so I worked there for three hours. They gave me three tables. I ruined all of those people's nights. Uh-huh. And then, uh, uh, we mutually agreed to fire me. Yeah. And, uh, but so then I worked at a hot dog stand. But so I have the most sympathy. For like, for, and then I worked at the hot dog stand for three years and I also made pizzas at the, at Geppetto's, the pizza place in Toronto. <laughs> but, uh, the, 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 it's, the people are the crazy, I mean, I want to see that show. The patrons, yeah, the patrons are terrible, but I have to say, I've been a waiter since I was at, my first job was at Applebee's and I mm-hmm. was a busboy. Sure. And I moved to New York on my 18th birthday. I just got on a Greyhound and went to New York like an From idiot. Yes, as you do when you're 18. I was like, wow. I'm out of here. Bye, mom. Bye, bitch. <laughs> you know, I was like getting on the... <laughs> and I showed up there and of course, can't do anything. I And I looked like a little and- baby. God bless me. I had hair and... Oh my God. And then, of course, lied the about prostitution waiting tables. Uh, yes. began. I no, wish, get, darling. You- I wish I had that kind of body. I would have been selling my ass for years. I just have never had that kind of body. I don't think you body. realized how beautiful you were when you were 18. Look back in those pictures and think to yourself, oh, I, I probably could have got more action. I know. I, I do think, and, like, yeah. I could have given... You know, I could have had a little blowjob industry going on. I was pretty. <laughs> there would have been, a, there would have been an industry. But, yeah, uh, just something but where you, you ended keep your up getting, on. so what you got? You got a, you got a job in, in New I York? I just lied my ass off. I lied and said I'd been work? a waiter for a zillion years, which I don't know how anybody believed that. I looked like a baby. Right. You were 12 at the time. So you were like, <laughs> no, I had worked at Applebee's for a year and a half. Well, I but, did put that like an idiot, but I said I was a waiter because I thought that would make a huge difference. And basically you just go from place to place until there's someone so desperate that they don't even call or someone so lazy that they don't call the references. Right. So I would get a job, be awful at it. I remember one, I went up. get slightly better at it? Is you, that what it that's is? That's how you learn. Because oh, you can't get a job without being a waiter, and you can't be a waiter, yes. with, you know. So, yeah, I just slide that's my way through exactly it. That's exactly how you would get a job as a waiter. You, still terrible. Still not great? <laughs> terrible. I'm really good with talking to people, because I love, 
I hate people, but I love people too. <laughs> like I have both. Right. I hate really hard, but I love hard right. as well. And so I meet, I love just talking to all those people and then being able to walk away and be right. done with it. But their order always wrong. I'll spill shit. Uh, I knock shit off tables with my love handles. Ah, uh, there's trouble. There's yeah, trouble. Not good at it. Not good at it. So when I watch shows like Vanderpump Rules on Bravo, it's not really the same thing. It's not like someone with a muffin top, like just trying to live the dream while they're struggling. These people are living the dream because they're on TV. And in LA, and most of the waiters really are just douchey wanted. models who don't know what the fuck they're doing anyway. Right. And, that's and they don't they hire wanted. good waiters. They hire models. So. Right. And then now you're being served by a model. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I can't go to some restaurants. I'm like, no, I want to go to a restaurant where people are waiters yeah. for a living. Yeah. And like, there's a really nice diner that I go to over on Hazeltine and whatever, uh, Burbank, mm. uh, Nat's Early Bite. There's a place called Magnolia Grill over in Burbank. Oh yeah. Those people, uh, that's what they do for a living and they're good at it. And, uh, and I love them for it <laughs> because what? I've gone, I've come out to eat and uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to order something and then get my food and then over tip. Yeah. Uh, those there's are, like a vacant judgy eye that you get from people. If I try to models. go to Jenkies, you can piss off. And the thing is, is going to Hugo's. So I go to Hugo's on Riverside and Coldwater the other day. Uh-huh. And that is a mix. It's a mix of, of, of writers and actors and actual waiters. And, um, I don't know which one I got. I think I got an actual waiter because he had the dead eye shark. Cause I was trying to make fun of this other table by me with him. Uh-huh. And he had just shark eyes because yeah, he was like, model. no, I need, I need these $7. I can't make fun of these people with you. <laughs> I can't make fun of these people with you. I need the seven bucks that they're going to leave me. Cause what happened was, is there was three people, a guy that, uh, the other two, there was a guy and two women. The two women referred to the guy as sensei through uh-huh. the entire meal. Uh-huh. Uh, the woman, there was a younger woman and an older woman. The younger woman said to the older woman and the sensei, you guys have changed thousands of lives and I just admire you so much. And that's when I really started listening. And then, cause I'm totally on the canal. I'm like, Erie Canal, let's do this. <laughs> and, uh, then the, the older woman orders a dish with tofu on the side. Horror of horrors. It comes on, comes on the food. The to- oh the tofu. no. Right. She's already asked if the tofu, how it is prepared and what the soy is. Like, I'm with the sensei. He has changed lives. <laughs> Please rethink this tofu placement. <laughs> right. So she, the, the kid who delivers it is not the waiter, right? Uh-huh. And so the kid who delivers it says, cause they're slightly behind me, so I can't see them, which uh-huh. is one of my great regrets. <laughs> and, uh, the kid behind him is like, so is everything okay? Do you need anything else? And the woman, there's this pause that sounds like sadness. And mm-hmm. then she sighs and she goes, well, I actually ordered the tofu on the side. And you can almost hear him reaching for the plate. To go fix it. Uh-huh. And she goes, no, no, it'll be fine. But would you do me a favor and tell the waiter that this happened? Because oh, I know he'd want to know. And <laughs> so he can go spank himself in the back. <laughs> right, because I know he wrote it down. So they go away. She, uh, The waiter comes like five or ten minutes later to check on them. And he's clearly been told. And, but I'm like, I bet she's going to tell him again. I bet she'll let him in on it anyway. And she did. And she said, and then my favorite line was, she goes, what do you think happened? I genuinely almost turned around and screamed at her human error. Have no you kidding. heard of human error? Like Hector is in the back cutting the tofu and shockingly, he does not give a fuck about you lady. <laughs> right. Okay. And occasionally out of the thousands of meals he's making today, he might put the tofu on top, you dumb idiot. <laughs> and so I didn't. And so the, the guy comes and, and 
she said, can you ask them what happened? Mm-hmm. And he comes back and he goes, you know, and the, the snarkiest he got this waiter was he said, um, because of what you've gone through, we'd like to offer you a free dessert. And then they, they turned that into a $20 <laughs> vegan, like amazing ice cream, gluten-free brownie thing. That was, I was like, can I have the crust on the side? Bitch oh. would still do that. I'm telling you, <laughs> people like that are a pain in the ass always. And it, it really shows you how to deal with assholes. I think I could deal with anybody because there are people like that. They, I used to work in a Moroccan restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything in Morocco, in Moroccan food is served with couscous, which yep. is semolina flour and whatever. Okay. Is this gluten-free? I, w- I want gluten-free couscous. And this is years ago before that became this huge thing. It was like when it was just starting. Right. And the Moroccan chef would be like, fuck them. Tell them it's, tell them it's gluten-free. Stupid. <laughs> and he would serve all these people who claim to be dying of something. He would just yes. serve them the couscous and they were fine. I worked at a Chinese restaurant in Minneapolis once and I, at the end of the year I learned how to, I was like, teach me how to make, um, uh, fried rice uh, to Mr. Mui. And Mr. Mui, uh, he was like, okay, well, you pour oil in the wok and you heat it up and then you put in the meat and then you do that and then you put in the vegetables or what, I mean, whatever. He's like the rice and whatever. Yeah. And he said, and then you take the spices and you put it in. I was like, so what's in the spices? What's in that? And he's like, that's well, a mixture. It's salt, it's MSG and it's a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, wait, MSG is in it? What about the people who ask for no MSG who come to the front and they're like, I need no MSG because I could die if I eat MSG. And he goes, I put in less. And uh, and I was like, what? No, they say they're going to die. And I said, has anyone died? No one has died. Don't worry about it. And- <laughs> no one dies. Miraculously, nobody dies. Or we don't hear. We hear nothing. Or they die at home. That's they true. Die at home. Like when they order decaf coffee, we used to have a busboy who was like, fuck that. It's late. It's like the last round. I'm not making decaf for them. They can drink regular. And he would pour regular. And um, usually you don't hear anything, but a couple of times people would come in the next day or call and be like, I know I was served decaf. I did not sleep all night. And now that I'm getting older, I get that because you have more right? of a sensitivity to it. Right. You know, but right. I was like, sorry, I probably gave people heart don't attacks. Don't order coffee at night unless you're willing to drink coffee. How about that? If you're on a special diet, stay the fuck at home. That's well, the best advice. <laughs> no one cares about you or your oh, stupid diet. The last two weeks I've been, I've been on this crazy no grains, no sugar, no... Oh, that's no, rough. That's rough no, going. Some dairy. And so every single time the waiter has come to the, to the table, I've had to say, hi, I'm a caricature of what is happening in society. <laughs> and I have to ask you, are those eggs in butter or are they in oil? <laughs> and they're like, what? Sometimes they don't know. <laughs> they're like, I'm not fucking making them. Uh, they're in bacon grease. And I love like, an honest waiter though. Cause they'll just tell you the truth. Right? They're like, I don't know. Do you want me to go ask? And I'm like, just give me the eggs. Give me the eggs. Um, I, what, I'm going to eat here anyway. L.A. So. really makes you hate people because that <laughs> is can. an L.A. way. It's it like, really can. Okay, I would love this lamb. Let's just pretend it's just a lamb chop. That's it. <laughs> can I have the lamb chop? What kind of crust is on there? <laughs> well, can I have it with pepper? Do you have pink Himalayan salt? Do you have this? No, no, no. That pink Himalayan salt. Did you know? Have, do you know Solomon Giorgio? Huh. Have you ever heard? He is, uh, 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 his joke is, Solomon Giorgio, everyone should go check out his stand-up uh-huh. comedy, great set on Conan. Uh, his, his joke on Conan is, of course, I am a tall, beautiful black man, so obviously I am gay and a waiter. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, so he, um, is, his parent, his mom, he immigrated when he was 12, at, with his mom from, they're Ethiopian, but I think came from some, horrible place in the Sudan where they had been oh, housed. Wow. And uh so he said, sometimes when I'm serving people and they say, do you have any Himalayan pink sea salt? I want to say, you know, my mom told me she had to eat their cat when she was nine. 
<laughs> but, yes, exactly. But instead I say, of course we have Himalayan pink sea salt. Yes. God, people, we are such lemmings. It's so crazy. That pink Himalayan sea salt is effing everywhere. We saw it on a housewife show. Well, it was the ladies of London, it's called. And this stuck up woman who's royalty. Really? I'm royalty in the Deutschland. In the Deutschland, she's Pink royalty. Himalayan sea salt, one of the most important ingredients in life. And we just make fun <laughs> of her. Like, we still talk about it. And then, boom, it's everywhere. And every celebrity has their pink Himalayan sea salt and on their it's Instagram. It's like, Somebody brought me some. What is it? Like, who cares? What it's does it do? Just, it's salt. And I don't understand if it was on the Himalayan top roof, if it's in the mm. Himalayan mountains, or are you saying it's like thousands of years old? And you're chipping away at it and then hauling it down the mountain so that some seriously Yo, wealthy people rich. people are liars. Yeah. Maybe they're just dying of flake salt, which is what they might <laughs> be doing, and I hope they're doing that. I don't well, know. It's like that – Um, what's that bottled water? Like crystal geyser, crystal geyser. <laughs> <laughs> crystal geyser, sorry. I like wanted crystal to be crystal geyser. geyser. What is it, empty now? Like, how long have you guys been taking water out of there? I have to say this. Uh, when Mark Price was on the program, I learned the difference between uh, bottled waters. Bottled waters that say spring water come from a spring. Bottled waters that say just don't, that's it's just purified tap water. Yeah, that's all it is. Tap. That's the Aquafina, like the Aquafina Coca-Cola and, version. And Dasani or whatever. It's just, uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's not yeah, like spring. the 7-Eleven special bottle of water. It's like yeah. 59 cents, but then the plastic is made out of cancer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Yeah, now they're selling pl- uh, special plastic that doesn't give you cancer. Like, really? I have to pay more for the, the plastic that doesn't give me cancer? Oh, that's right. Because you, know you want is? your baby sippy cup not to be made out of cancer. Oh my god, don't get me started on babies. I have friends who just had babies. Oh, you have new babies. You cannot do shit, okay? It's not even don't drink, don't smoke, okay? I mean, my mom did, and I'm a mess, so I get it. (laughs) But you can't even be around someone who has smoked because the secondhand smoke smell on their clothes can kill the baby. I don't know. You can't eat salmon. You can't you can't do anything. What's the point? I don't know. I've, I've I've lost the thread of what your dorkdom is, but I do like it. It's Bravo kind of shows. snark. It's snark, and uh, and I just it's like making fun of shit. It's just nice. And, well, and the thing, <laughs> my one of my favorite, one of my favorite people is a guy named Augie Smith, uh-huh. and he has a baby that is uh, two years old that I accidentally picked up yesterday, and my shoulder is killing me, which is mm-hmm. why I keep stretching, uh, forgetting that I am a hundred. And so uh, <laughs> I picked this baby up, and uh, and he's a good baby, but whatever. When he was born. Uh, four days later, uh, Augie and Julie Smith, I get a text from Augie saying, Hey, we're going to the coffee shop. You want to meet us with the baby? And I said, you're taking your baby, a four day old baby to the coffee shop. And he goes, yeah, it's, he's not sick. He's just a baby. And I was like, yeah, I'll go look at a baby out in public. That's four days old. Yeah. And so I have, I held that baby when it was four days old. I also have a hard and fast rule with babies. I will not hold your baby under the age of three months while I'm standing. That's smart. I will be seated. Hand me your baby. But that baby, Porter, uh, young Porter Smith, uh, was like two months old and Julie had him and he was crying and Julie was like, will you walk around with him? And I was like, sure. And I, I had held the baby so much that I didn't remember that he was under two months, three months old. So uh-huh. I came back after walking him around and I was like, this baby is not three months old. And she goes, no, he's not three months. And I said, 
Mm, hard fast rule and i handed it off <laughs> broke my rule broke the baby rule but i didn't kill the baby so it's always mm. i mean that's my biggest fear with babies is that i don't know that i'm gonna spike it like a football or I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna freak out or i'm, I'm gonna, very clumsy i'm super clumsy i don't feel safe well they say that babies have angels because babies should just always be dead like if you look at what <laughs> babies do they walk around like little idiots there's always sharp corners here and there that they should have stabbed their soft spot in you right. know they should be bleeding and dead but you'll see one and it'll come right up to the corner of the table and just somehow miss it. Right. And they'll swing right by that corner. <laughs> and you're like, It's like oh, a ba- little baby angels, little you know, because humans are idiots. How, how was there... I get that the Bible says there was Adam and Eve, but they had to be babies, right? God wouldn't just make adults and then no, no, like, he made adults according to the according to the to the legend. Well, we'd never make it otherwise because how would a little baby even make it on its own? They You'd can't do sh- shit. Those they, little losers, right? Get a job, walk it off. <laughs> get a job, read a book, read a book, baby. <laughs> read a book, baby. <laughs> Okay, what are your favorite Bravos coming up? We get, I literally, we're almost at an hour. <laughs> oh, we are? Oh, yes. yeah, I can go forever. Okay. Um, we are, on Bravo right now, we're covering Real Housewives in New York City. New York. New York. Where do they live That's in New the York? Best. Up, up That's east the best side? One. Up, up a, um, mostly Upper East. Some are in the Hamptons. And then there's always like one who lives downtown. Like this one's <laughs> trying to be hip. She's dating a young man. Is she, is she a hundred? Oh, are they all, are they all like 50? I talk about her like she's the crypt keeper, but she's really not. She's, yeah, they're usually they're in their fifties or forties or they're usually in their fifties, okay. like late forties or fifties. And then they put in like one 35 year old just to piss everybody off. <laughs> you know? Cause they always take everything so seriously. And that, all the older ladies hate the younger one. They always hate the young, pretty one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I remember 15 years ago, 20 yes. years ago when I when I didn't have to really put it together or some whatever. You know, that's the whole thing about being super pretty is that um when when you age, you can get mad. Yeah. You start getting mad because you're not as pretty as you were and you spend more time looking in the mirror trying to fix it. You're like shit. the queen from Snow White. Like that's what happens to people in this town and it's hilarious. that's why these housewife shows are so good because most of these women are women who have banked on men's money. And basically married uh, their for money. Looks, for their looks. You know, cause that was like the last generation that was raised like that. Like yeah. you get married to a man who can take care of you. Right. You know? And, and then they, they leave you when you're 50 and get a and new it's one. Normal. And you leave with half of their worldly goods and then yes. you start over. And then prenups ruined everything. Those prenups, I mean, these poor women, they come on it so rich. Then they get divorced because their husbands are like, you're a jackass. Mm-hmm. Now everyone thinks I'm a jackass because I'm on TV acting like a jackass. Fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm divorcing you. And then they have prenups. And so these women actually have to use these shows for money, which that's not why they do them. They do them for fame. And they right. don't get that much money to do them. Right. So then they start coming out with these weird little products. Oh, they have to write books and go on like QVC or the something. The books are right? the least offensive, believe it or not. Because <laughs> at least you can laugh at those. I mean, okay. they're hilarious. Yeah. But their products, oh my God. They'll be, a lot of them have makeups and the most famous are alcohol products. Bethany Frankel has like a huge skinny girl line. Skinny girl of booze line? Uh-huh. How can you drink and still be skinny? She's stupid. You can't. Okay. Okay. It's like a skinny margarita. They they put less alcohol, I heard. So that gives it less calories. But wait. Don't you have to drink two? It's like right, right. regular diet to, food. Right, right. Then you have to drink two. They, I don't... Yeah, I don't think that they've ever had a diet. Alco- like you... With, with alcohol, the fermenting process. <laughs> I wonder... You know, there was a really great old Doris Day Rock Hudson movie where um, Lover Come Back. Mm-hmm. And... um the product was VIP and VIP was made, the, was a VIP, Vim and Verve. It was Zing, a, zip and <laughs> it was a, it was a cookie that had, uh, the, 
the chemical compound of two martinis. Whoa. So if you ate one, it was like you drank two martinis. Oh my god, I love I would love that. That's what the that's what the scientists said. We have finally made what America's always wanted, a ten cent drunk. And because yes. each one would be like ten cents and they are and so I would do that. The last see lover come back, my friend. It is uh, one of the crappiest, greatest movies in the world. Um, and there's, uh, you know, of course, the Hayes Code. They have to get married at the end. But uh, the thing is, is because they they eat all of the candy and everybody's shit faced. <laughs> and uh, it's a very funny. And now, spoiler sweet candy. alert, you guys, 1955. Yeah. Uh, so well, it kind of happened in a way. It's not martinis, but now they have those weed cookies and stuff. Oh right! And if you go to a party and someone gives you one of those, they can kick you your ass. You don't know what the THC level is, right? You can tell if you buy them in the store, like when you buy them in the uh, weed at stores the, oh, or whatever. At the, at, the, at the pot store, they'll tell you what the strength is. Oh yeah, they're, and how much they're you're so to... set up in there. It looks like a candy store, and then they have little labels with how much. But if you go to a party and someone just says, "Here's a cookie." You don't know how strong that's going to be. And some no. of those are, they will kick your ass. Like, right. <laughs> uh, I was in Washington state where it is legal and every night somebody brought, uh, a rice crispy treat that was mm. laced with the marijuana. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, uh, you have seven to nine minutes to talk to me after I've smoked or done any sort of marijuana. <laughs> I fall asleep. So, uh, and so all I could think was who's ruined a perfectly good rice crispy treat with pot. <laughs> Are there regular rice crispy treats? Cause I was like a regular <laughs> rice crispy treat. <laughs> That's also the worst party thing ever. It doesn't make anybody more fun. Like oh. weed just makes people like, Ooh, it's like, welcome to awakenings, you know, <laughs> like the second hour of my party, everybody's back in a coma, you know? Everybody's in their own corner thinking. <laughs> Stop thinking. Anyway, what, uh, okay. So everybody, this has been, uh, quite the snarkiest. We've had a lovely, I've had a lovely time. You, I, Just, it was so nice meeting you. It was you. really fun meeting you and, uh, and bitching about the weird Bravo shows <laughs> and the crazy world of reality television at Ronnie Karam, K-A-R-A-M. And Watch What Crappens is his podcast where you can get more of this glory and mm-hmm. then trash talk TV. Is, uh, the written word. So, yeah. uh, do that, folks. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And Rangers, you know the rules. Take care of each other out there. Okay, Go bye. Rangers! My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?